Well, I mean, it's 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 a case of um, you know sometimes the the situation can be difficult, uh, and it can be challenging for the employer and of course for the individual. Um, you know, but when we remember that all every single person has value, um, and all work is valuable. That was Brent Noyles, the employer engagement specialist at Nova Scotia Works Cansa in Amherst, our guest on today's episode. Stay informed, get involved. Welcome to the Great Amherst Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cameron. So welcome back to the Great Amherst Podcast, everybody. I'm so pleased to share this episode and interview that I did with Brent Noyles, the Employer Engagement Specialist at Nova Scotia Works Cansa. So Brent's role at Nova Scotia Works Cansa is to help businesses uh, in the community in Amherst and Cumberland County, because again, CANSA and Nova Scotia Works covers the whole county, help them navigate through funding requests for training programs to help them if they have needs for hiring new employees. Um, His role is really just to be out there and help the business community and their businesses in town. So we talked a lot about the different services and ways that Brent can help the businesses. uh, And we spent a lot of time about talking about how Nova Scotia Works, the career practitioners and the career counselors can help uh, anybody that's looking for a job or needs some help with the resumes or whatever it is that they need right now. Um, We covered a lot. Um, And like I said, Brent, you can reach him by email or by phone. Uh, We actually did this interview sort of near the end of May. So maybe some of these programs, maybe some of these things could have changed. Uh, A lot has happened over the last two months or so. So again, uh, we'll, I'll share Brent's contact in email and info in the show notes. So please reach out to him directly to see how he can help you or reach out to Kansa if you're looking for help with your resume or looking for your own job. So once again, thank you for Brent coming on. I hope um, you all enjoy this interview. And so once again, I talked a lot more about it last week. Um, but at the beginning of the month, I joined the Stop Hate for Profit boycott. Uh, towards Facebook in helping them and trying to encourage them or push them to, you know, change some of their policies and practices to reduce and limit hate speech and misinformation and some of the issues that are just going on in that platform. So I did a longer episode last week about Facebook and my plans with it. And if you listen to that whole thing, I've actually just completely signed off. I deleted my profile on Facebook. So If you want to make sure you catch all these episodes, if you're enjoying our episodes, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts uh, that way or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. That way you'll make sure that you don't miss any other episodes. And now here's Brent Noyles. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to the Great Amherst uh, podcast. I'm excited. I'm pleased because today I'm joined by Brent Noyles with Nova Scotia Works Cansa. So Brent is the Employer Engagement Specialist. Uh, with Nova Scotia Works Cansa. And Brent and I were talking and I asked him to come on and walk us through uh, some of the programs and supports that Cansa, that Nova Scotia Works can and has and is able to offer to members of our community, uh, especially, you know, coming out of coronavirus and COVID and everything that we've been, you got going on. So Brent, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think this is great. This is an interesting and timely conversation. Because um, I think as we'll talk more about this, but I think uh, Nova Scotia Works Cansa helps both employers and businesses, and I think there's uh, unfortunately a lot of people who need some some help right now. So 
Uh, we're going to dive into that a bit more, but I'd kind of like to start, Brent, with um, maybe sort of be unclear a bit on what Nova Scotia Works Cancer is. So I guess if you could give us a little bit of an explanation, maybe on the history or what, what, what you guys, or history or what you guys typically do over there. Well, the uh, the history, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because this year is actually going to be the, the 20th year uh, anniversary for Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have a, a suspicion that you might be uh, speaking with Elizabeth on that later on. I'm hoping uh, to. I'm hoping to. That I think that'll be an interesting one. I think she's she's really excited for that opportunity. But uh, um, I think if you were to walk down the street in, in Amherst or any community in Cumberland County, if you said Kansas, people would know what you're saying exactly. Um, if you see Nova Scotia Works Cancer, they kind of, you know, uh, I won't, won't say roll their eyes, but they 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 think to themselves, hmm, what's that? So, yeah. um, and in 2015, that's when the the rebrand happened, and uh, the province, um, in an attempt to standardize services across the province um, through all these service delivery organizations, um, rebranded it, and Nova Scotia Works is the the umbrella, if you will. Uh, right across the province and all the centers um, operate uh, in conjunction and, and underneath that uh, that brand. Mm-hmm. So that was in 2015. And so what, when they rebranded it, what, what was the province trying to accomplish? Or I guess, what did the different service centers do? Well, I think before um, some of the services were delivered uh, through Service Canada and uh, um I want to call them CPAC sites, uh, the the public access sites. Right. Okay. Uh, not CPAC, but the the other acronym for it. Uh, there was there was uh, service delivered that way, um, but the province decided to standardize um, through the various organizations that were out there and already connected with community, the cultural mm-hmm. organizations, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and that standardized the process for the basic things right across the board uh, for job seekers. Okay. So it made it easier um, to process and to assist people. So what are some of the, I guess, services that as came under Nova Scotia Works, what are some of the services that uh, that your organization offers to job seekers and to the community? Well, the biggest part is that, uh, you know, for individuals, if they, uh, if they come in the office, um, so we have one office in Amherst, which is a full-time office, and that's Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 4.30. And that's uh, downtown, and that, yeah. Yeah, and that continues right now, of course, uh, during the during the uh, pandemic. The services have moved, um, obviously, online and telephone services. Uh, um, and we are looking at a resumption of service. Uh, we don't know exactly when, but uh, we're, like everybody else, kind of waiting. Uh, there is a satellite office in Spring Hill that is open uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, all day uh, to receive clients, and that's uh, a little bit better geography for some people in the county. Yeah, where where is that office in Spring Hill? That office is currently at the uh, the Benjamin Heating's Products uh, building in the front of that. Okay, uh, there's a suite of that that we rent in the front, and I believe we are in the process of uh, moving downtown Spring Hill. Okay. Uh, that's also been uh, put on hold a little oh, bit because uh, of the situation. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think once that location is up and running, that'll be a bit more convenient for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the walk down the hill is quite a bit, and it's uh, yeah, you know, it's more difficult. But yeah. basically, you know, people can come in, um, 
and we have uh, four career practitioners that are on staff, so they're certified career practitioners. Uh, we have a job developer and an employment maintenance worker, as well as a career counselor. And if somebody comes in, um, they can either uh, they can work on a resume themselves, for example, through the resource center at the front, if they're if they're able to do that or they they feel comfortable with that, um, or if not. And I always recommend that a person do the intake process with the case manager. Okay. Um, it's uh, it is a little bit of uh, you know paperwork, of course. You fill out some mm-hmm. information. Yeah. Uh, they, they get a picture of who you are and what you've done and your abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have uh, some assessment tools that they can apply and use with you. Okay. Um, on that, so they can find out strengths and weaknesses and and uh, and assist in that way, and kind of guide you through. So if you you meet with a case manager. And some people are really unsure of what career they want to, you know, want to choose for youth, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, they might well get a referral for the career counselor to sit down and go through some further tests um, to, to, you know, plot a path forward. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps it's a person that um, some clients come in and maybe they've had different, uh, different employment opportunities and something didn't work out for them for whatever reason. Um, there's the job developer or employment maintenance. That's also an additional service um, that they're referred to, and they provide additional resource for those people. So what um, would some of those additional resources look like? Well, let's say if you had somebody come in and they, um, uh, a person with a disability or something like that, for mm-hmm. example, and that's one of the main, the main uh, um, you know, mandates of the office. Uh, is to assist you know all persons and persons with disabilities. Uh, um, if they were in a situation where they could do um, a certain level of work, not another, um, but entering that workforce can be very difficult for them uh, for any number of different reasons. Then an employment maintenance worker can actually, um, and the job developer can actually work directly with the employer um, to say, "Listen, we have this individual." Um, they'd like to work in your organization. How can we make this happen? Uh, what supports do you need and what supports do the client need? Um, and kind of, it gives them that extra attention, if you will, uh, and support to, to, um, help coach them through, um, learn different tasks, things like that. And that in the long run attaches them stably to that job. And I think for myself, like as a, as a business owner, um, if I had somebody who needed accommodations, to work based on having a disability, that would be beneficial to me to have somebody to help me work through that. Like, cause I may not know, you know, the best way to accommodate for somebody, for example, in a wheelchair or, but to be able to talk to either job developer or employment maintenance staff. And they can say, well, here are some options. Here are some things you can do that would be beneficial to myself and open up sort of the labor pool to different people that I may not initially be able to hire. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a case of, um, you know, sometimes the this, this situation can be difficult uh, and it can be challenging for the employer. And of course, for the individual, mm-hmm. um, you know, but when we remember that all, every single person has value um, yeah. and all work is valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went to a, a conference last, uh, it was last year, yeah. and there was a gentleman, uh, Mark Wafer, mm-hmm. and he was a Tim Hortons franchisee owner um, in, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Toronto, okay. Ontario, and 
he he's a person with a disability himself, um, but he has made tremendous, tremendous strides through his organizations to hire persons with disabilities. And the conference was centered on him presenting the economic side to that, um, to all of us attendees. And the business case is absolutely solid um, in terms of retention rates. Um, um, there's no, you don't get days where they, the, these individuals don't show up for work. Uh, you know, they're very dedicated, very hardworking people. And often the solutions can be quite simple, um, you know, creative and simple. So it just takes that little bit of extra time to, to, you know, attach them, but it's well, well worth it. And he, he's a wonderful speaker. If anybody's listening, Google Mark Wafer and it's, it's an amazing story. Okay. So. I'm sure we can find, I can find him on YouTube or something telling his story. Maybe I'll see if I can find a quick video and post in some of the show notes so people can find it quickly oh, or easily. A tremendous resource. Yeah. Okay. So that's, so we talked about one of the services, um, for people, you know, like you mentioned, there's the resume or the resource center at the front that people can come in and use to help get, um, to help build a resume. Um, We'll shift and talk about your role in a minute, but you mentioned there's four career practitioners and a mm -hmm. career counselor. Is yes. there a difference between those two roles? And if so, can you explain it? There is. Um, there is because the counselor can take additional time um, and work through different diagnostic testing, uh, some tools that they have that really narrow things down. Um, I would say the case managers would be the first, um, I don't want to say first triage, mm -hmm. but first point of entry for a person. Sure. And so the case and managers would typically be the career practitioners. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Sorry, I use the uh, terms interchangeably. So Yeah, no, I figured as much. I was like, okay, I'm going to clarify that one. But yeah, okay. I should say career practitioners to be uh, proper. So. Okay. All right. And then... So when you come in, you do an intake interview with probably one of the career practitioners and they yes. help you identify needs or strengths. And then if need be, if you need more guidance or more help or more resources, you may move on to work with the career counselor. Is that typically? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Not everybody coming in needs that. Some people are very clear about what they, you know, what they'd like to try for or their, you know, the area they need assistance with. Yeah. Um, so... And so I guess the other question is how much do the services cost? Oh, uh, sorry. I, I don't think about this one, but there, there's no cost. Okay. Uh, there's absolutely no cost to, to any of the services that we have, um, either for job seeker or employer, mm -hmm. uh, no cost whatsoever. And people, um, they're free if they're, if they're clients, of course, the, all the workshops are free for them to attend. Mm -hmm. uh, there are various workshops that we do throughout the course of the year. Um, any of the photocopying or faxing services at the front of it, the computer usage, that's all free. Yeah. Um, it, that's no, there's, there's no cost to anything, anything that we do. So. Okay. And then like, we're, we're going to shift to businesses in a minute, but for the individual services, who, who, who can access them? Anybody. Okay. Absolutely. Anybody. If, if, um, if heaven forbid I lost my job tomorrow, I could walk through the doors and say, listen, this is, this is who I am and the situation that I'm in. And, uh, you know, I would receive assistance or you could be living in Parisboro or Spring Hill or River Hibbert or anywhere. And the, the other important thing I want to throw out there and just so that people are aware of is our organization, um, uh, like others, we serve all of Cumberland County. 
So if you are in a rural community and um, you don't have uh, transportation that particular day or, or it's a barrier for you, because we know it is for many people, um, please call the office. A case manager, um, they do travel to communities. Um, you know, we can use, uh, we've used Oxford Town Hall or, or Service Center, for example. So we can actually get out to those communities. So if it's a, if it's a transportation issue, um, please don't let that be a barrier. Please reach out because, you know, we will, uh, we will meet you. So. Yeah, but that's good to know. Like I said, cause I mean, like Cumberland County is a big place. Very big. Yeah. And if you can't get from, you know, Joggins or somewhere to town, it's good to know that there's options that somebody can come talk and help with you. So with the comment about the services being available to anybody and everybody, um, I, I don't know if I have a great way to ask this question or not. Is it, are you only helping people find like, you know, hourly jobs in the industrial park? Like, or is it? No, no, not at all. Um, it, 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 obviously some people have a, um, they have a picture of what they'd like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they have an idea. Uh, either whether it be a specific job or a career path. Um, and that's really the important part of meeting with the case manager is having those discussions about what that goal is that you're able to do. And when they do the needs assessment um, and they chat with you, because sometimes you might have, um, you know, something that's, it might be unattainable with an education background, consider, mm-hmm. for example. Right. Um, so no, it, it, it certainly could be any type of job. It could be a, a factory job if that's what you'd want to do. It could be uh, in construction or the trades, for example. Uh, it could be a, a professional related job. There's, there's certainly those. And the, the other important part is that when you have the discussion um, as a job seeker with the case manager, they might be able to identify uh, you know, training deficits or, or areas that you can train on um, and there are programs that they can, uh, you know, apply for to help people with education, with that right. side of it. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so those, like, for example, um, um, skills development program. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, uh, we don't, um, we, we help people apply for those processes mm-hmm. and for those fundings when it's applicable. Right. So as an organization, we don't uh, we don't deliver you a check and say, "Okay, here, go to school." Sure. Okay. That, that's not what we do. Um, okay. We work we work with our partners at Employment Nova Scotia. Um, right. There is a process, of course. Yeah. Uh, and you have to be eligible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the person is, and that's that's something that fits them, they work with the case manager and they go through that process. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people have benefited from that process over the uh, years. Sorry about that. I don't know. Siri is talking to me. Um, <laughs> I will leave that in. It yeah, exactly. Siri, what do you think about this? Um, <laughs> I think this came up in a conversation we were having around here um, earlier today. A lot of the like government programs and funding and those things, it's there's a skill to know what's out there and there's a skill to be able to apply for them and actually get approvals for them. Like it's it it can be tough to actually submit an application that some that you know that goes to the program and and gets approved quickly and if you haven't done it before it can be challenging and that strikes me as a good benefit for working with a career practitioner or somebody at Cancer Nova Scotia Works absolutely and i mean you know um when we speak about the the business side of it when we when we chat about that um 
it's really no different on the business side of it in terms of applying for programs. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a process, there is paperwork, um, and, and many programs obviously are, uh, uh, the application process is online these days. Um, so yeah, through lamps or something like that, which is that, that, that's a great example of if lamps is like the government portal that you use to apply for a lot of programs. And if you've never used it before, there's a steep learning curve to it. I'm actually going to see if we can get some of the folks up from uh, from Employment Nova Scotia and do a workshop on lamps mm-hmm. um, later in the fall in conjunction with some partners. Yeah, uh, because it is um, it's not difficult, but if you don't know how to do it, then it's it's tricky. Um, but but that really is what the case manager is there for. And I, I want to say, Andrew. Again, and it's really important for people because, you know, uh, individuals having responsibility for themselves, too. It's working with people. Um, it's not working for them. It's working with them. Um, because we want you to be committed to it, too. In, in all fairness, if it's, if it's uh, you know, these are public dollars that are, that are supporting people, um, we want them to, to work with us on that. And, um, you know, there's some tasks and paperwork for them to do, but we're there to support them 100% of the way. And it usually works quite well. So it's just the back and forth. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me too. So let's shift over because you're in, your role is the employer, employer engagement specialist. So I kind of like to start with just a, we're going to talk about specific programs in a little bit, but what is that role? What, what is your role at in that yeah, as the employer engagement specialist? Well, the centers um, historically, and even before the Nova Scotia Works branding process, um, were orientated towards job seekers. Uh, if you thought of it as a hundred percent type of delivery, then that's ninety nine percent went that way. Um, and with the Nova Scotia Works uh, came in the employer engagement uh, specialist role. Um, and I won't say that it's a necessarily a 50, 50 split, um, but it, you know, there was thought about there out there for employers, um, and businesses in terms of HR and matching individuals or programs when applicable. Um, and that's, that's what brought about the role. Um, so I don't, uh, my clients are business clients. I wouldn't work with individuals per se in terms of job seekers. So, mm. So when you say you work with business clients, like what we'll say before COVID, before coronavirus, we'll yeah. put that line in. Yeah. How would you work with them? What what would you what services would you provide to the businesses? Well, uh, the office is open, of course. So we do we do get um, or I get uh, you know telephone inquiries. People are more than welcome to call up or email. Um, and these these there's no size limit on the business. So you can be a business of one, you can be a business of 500. Um, it, it really doesn't matter because there's obviously various different needs for them. Mm. Um, a lot of the time, the role in my, um, all the counterparts across the province that I have were out in community, um, you know, chatting with business. I, I, I'm quite mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, so the majority of my time is actually not spent in the office. I'm out of the office. Um, and that's having those conversations and developing those relationships and letting people know that, um, you know, we are here. Uh, this is what we can do for them mm-hmm. and, and establishing that over the long term. So, yeah. So what are some of the things that you can do or previously you could do for businesses? 
Well, it's, 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 it, I can tell you that at least the programs are, um, there was a little tiny blip in terms of the programs when COVID started, but, uh, if it was just a tiny blip, I think we're, I think you're doing pretty good. <laughs> um, no, they've, they've done quite well because, um, you know, everything is operating, uh, as normally as it can be, mm-hmm. um, applications are still being processed uh, every day. So there's, there's, there's no change there, but, um, one of the more popular programs, um, that, I use for people uh, or employers, and I find it helpful because it has some flexibility to it. Yeah, um, is the Start program, for example, and I think many people have heard of that. Okay, I yeah. don't think I've come across that one. So if, if you can explain it some more, that would be that'd be great. Yeah, no problem. So um, a Start program essentially, if an employer um, has a new position uh, or a position that's um, difficult to fill. Mm-hmm. Uh, or difficult for retention, um, an employer can put forward an application under the START program. And it's a wage subsidy program that helps provide the employer uh, a certain percentage of the wage um, towards training or extra training for that individual. So if, they, if um, the individual needs you know, additional time, they can, they can be afforded that through the wage subsidy. It's it's a program where we help connect them, um, you know, as a referral and provide the information. Um, We guide them through the process, the the employer, and uh, and we help the job seeker as well because it's a two track process. Okay. So if they're if the employer has somebody in mind, then that that uh, certainly does happen. Or if they need to start advertising for a person, then we can help them with that. Um, but it's an employment Nova Scotia program. So they're the administrators of it. So, you, you know, you can call our office and I have a tricky position to fill. And I say, okay, well, this is, you know, a program that can help you out. Um, I can't give you a dollar amount in terms of what they're going to give you because that's their decision. Um, but what we do is get the, uh, we help people with the, the process. We help them with lamps yep. and their registration for that. We help them with the uh, application if they need in terms of, you know, what goes where or, or questions they have about that and guide them through that process. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, uh, I, I've certainly seen people do it successfully yeah. and I've seen it done in as little as a couple of weeks. Um, like all programs, it does take a little bit of time. So it's, yeah. you can't come in on a Friday and get money on a Monday. No, no, that's uh, fair. Yeah, uh, it usually does take a couple of weeks, but it's it's a good program. It's been out there for a couple of years, and it's you know it's fairly flexible. So, so can you? I mean, obviously maintaining uh, privacy and confidentiality. Can you give us an example where you've seen this program work for a business? Often, the Stirred program, for example, it wouldn't. Um, technically, it can apply um, to a larger business. They they can use it. Um, but it's generally used by smaller businesses, but it can be, uh, right across sectors. Okay. Or it could be, um, you, I'm just trying to think of the the confidence piece here. Yeah. It could be that you have a position. Um, let's say that you have somebody come into your organization as uh, customer service. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where they started off. Yeah. And um, they don't stay for whatever reason. And that, that position is, it's just a little trickier. Um, that could be a position that you could use, a program you could use. 
to help provide them extra training for that. So for example, so if we use that customer service position, the extra training could be uh, phone skills, for example, or listening or... Communication skills. Yeah, absolutely. Or computer Um, skills or... Yeah. Yeah. Or you could be a business that's experiencing growth, Mm -hmm. um, which which is often the case and, and good to see. Mm-hmm. And um, you might need a new position for somebody to, you know, you're, you're um, the business owner and you're running off your feet. You might need a new position for somebody to help you out in certain areas. So that could take extra training time for, you know, to get that person up to speed to take some of the pressures off of you. So I could work in a situation like that. I was going to say the business owners being run off their feet. That's a, uh, that's a common uh, refrain. And it, it, probably a lot of people would uh, identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that out so there. So it's a growth component as well, okay. um, and, you know, and assist in that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then with the extra training, what, in this case, like what could qualify for that? Like, would it have to be, I don't know, post-secondary can be online training. Like what are some. Well, um, generally, actually the, the, the training is, the idea is that the training uh, that's needed is done by the employer. Okay. Um, that, that's the partnership. Because if the employer in the ideal situation is able to give that individual the training they want, they should be able to maintain the attachment because they're, you know, they're doing it the employer's way. Um, so in the application, the employers um, and the application can go in for up to one year's worth of funding. All right. So the employer is part of that. They submit a training, um, a document, an outline. Mm-hmm. And it provides those aspects that they want to train on. Um, it, it's it, it's not a difficult document to do, but it's specific to each sector or each business of what they want to do. And if there is a program and that um, that is delivered by a different organization that they want that employee to take, they can certainly apply for that. Um, and you know they may receive the funding for um, half of that course or sure. three quarters of the course, for example. But typically, the program would just cover the, uh, like subsidize some of the wages of the employee yeah. as they attended that course. But the, typically the expectation would be the employer would pay for them to do the training course. Does that sound well, right? Well, you, no, you can put the application in okay. um, and ask that they pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no guarantee that they will, of course. Right. Um, but they may, they may contribute uh, half, for example. Okay. So. All right. And so, like you said, you can, you can apply under the start program. You can apply for up to a sort of a year's subsidy for the training. So, yep. so if, if you factored in, say, I'm just picking numbers, just for example, like it was going to be four hours a week of training to get them up to speed. You could apply to, mm-hmm. to subsidize four hours, a portion of the four hours of their wage for the whole year. Yep. Whatever you determine as the employer. Exactly. Sounds good. That's a good sounding program. I've n- actually never come across that one. So, this is a good reason for all the business owners out there to call you. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's just the process. That's all, like anything else. So mm-hmm. it's uh, there. There is a little bit of paperwork, but it's not. It it certainly can be done. Program the start program, and you said that's still going on. Yeah. Are there? Is there another program or something else you'd like to sort of introduce or share with us out there that you do as the employer engagement specialist? There was a, a, a series um, put on, and it's, I think it's uh, um, not nearly as well known, but through uh, Labor and Advanced Education, 
um, through the workplace um, education side of it. Mm. Uh, there are a number of different programs that they put on. Um, and most recently in our area, and uh, um, here they hosted a program on social media. Okay. Uh, social media use of that. It was, I think it was a level one uh, course that they did, uh, the beginner level course. And they had that back in the fall. Mm-hmm. And it was a 40 hour course, I believe. Okay. Um, put on over the course of uh, 10 or 11 weeks, whatever, whatever have you. Yeah. And they uh, quickly filled it. And it's my understanding that they're, um, they haven't started the new one yet, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they want to do a second one and they have uh, nearly filled that as well. Perfect. Um, so it, it's not something that we put on directly, but there, there are, um, there are workplace education consultants throughout the province. Um, and they're, they're based in geographic zones. So even an employer, for example, if there was a need in their workplace that, um, they, let's say, for example, they had a, um, something come in and everybody really needed to get up to speed on Excel mm-hmm. uh, or the office. They, you know, they really needed to improve internal communications. There are courses for workplace education that can be provided um, for those employers and for the community. So it's a needs-based system. And uh, we would make the connection, of course, with the consultant uh, and they reach out again directly to those people. Uh, whether it's a um, an individual or the workplace, they have the conversation with them. They're mobile. They can come up here and meet with you, um, and then they they find the expertise and uh, host those courses. Okay. And so, I know that the social media one was very well attended, uh, and people found it very uh, very useful. So, so your like your role would be sort of connecting the business owners with perhaps one of the consultants or and or yeah. other business owners looking for similar training. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that networking portion. All right. Yeah. So we, we, work, we, go ahead. we work with partners on that as well, of course. So, mm-hmm. so what sort of partners would you work with? Uh, C- CBDC or uh, the business connector of the chamber of commerce. So um, to put the word out there and get it circulating. So, yeah. So what is the name of that? This program? Is it workplace education? Is that, yeah, it's the workplace education. So, okay, so that's another that strikes me as another good reason for business owners just sort of talk with you because maybe it's you know maybe there's not something right now, but if if six business owners you know say to you, I don't know, we need training on, uh, I don't know, I like your Excel example, you know, then it can the, everybody can kind of come together and probably save a bit on the training. Oh, absolutely. Well, the, again, uh, there, there's, um, uh, you know, a little bit of a process through it, like they mm-hmm. have to apply of course and stuff, but this is funded by the province. Okay. Um, so the, the formula is slightly different for those, those yeah. things. Um, but it's tremendous value. Uh, the province, they really do a good job putting that on. Mm-hmm. Um, our local coordinator is uh, very down to earth. Um, and they're very creative, yeah. uh, to, you know, to put forward those things because they want them to work with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if their goal is to help, we'll say strengthen or help the businesses around, that's, you know, this is a good one. Okay. So that's, that's a good, uh, program. And I think the other benefit that you would have is, well, I guess for me as a business owner could save me some time and knowing other people who want, uh, some of this training, you know, cause actually, actually I'm going to use this as a 
specific example. I know for us, like where we do construction and stuff like that, we get in things like fall arrest training or some of the safety training courses mm-hmm. that are put on in Dartmouth. Yep. And it's challenging or challenging and expensive to send one employee down to Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. But it's also expensive to try to get somebody from the Nova Scotia Construction Safety Association to come up here and put the tr- training course on. But if there was, you know, eight or 10 contractors and local construction businesses that needed the same training, it strikes me as a way, sort of a good networking or where something like this could apply. Does that sound? I, I would definitely, if you, if you have uh, yourself or a couple of people who are looking at that, I would definitely reach out to our office on that. All right. Sounds good. Um, so we covered the start program, we covered the workplace education. Is there any other... Any other programs from, we'll say, pre-COVID that are either still going on or that done before that you uh, well, want to cover? I know uh, all the programs are still in place. So okay. uh, there's um, uh, job creation partnerships um, that are available for uh, nonprofit organizations. You uh, graduate okay. to op- opportunity. That's and just before we carry on too much. That's an interesting one. They said job creation partnerships. Yes. We, didn't really touch on nonprofits that and this is one directly uh you know specifically for them yeah um and it's a it's again it's a one-year funded program yeah um it's an application process put forward mm-hmm. uh, but it's a, it's a fantastic program and it's um it helps organizations uh you know grow their capacity mm-hmm. and it helps that individual um you know maybe they haven't had a lot of experience in that role mm-hmm so it helps them, you know, find their feet and get some training and uh, some time there as well. So, yeah. Right. Uh, so, so you offer services for nonprofits, I guess, is the ultimate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry, uh, I cut sorry. you off. Yeah, that one graduate to. <laughs> no, no, I'm looking at my notes here, and I'm just trying to trying to f- figure out what to uh, go through. But uh, graduate to opportunity mm-hmm. is a program for recent graduates uh, that uh, join in a new role at an organization. And the province pays a certain portion of the wage. Um, I think it's 25% over the first year and 15 the second. Uh, don't quote me on the exact number right off top. I haven't looked. Yeah. But, uh, Call the office and you'll have the exact numbers at yeah, a later date. <laughs> exactly. But it's, but it's a great opportunity and the turnaround time is good for that. Um, there are you know, some eligibility requirements, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a good program. Um, we help people connect with apprenticeship. Nova Scotia, if they come in. Um, and there is, there is program funding, uh, through apprenticeship to help people. Uh, we help with the self-employment benefit, uh, for people. And a lot of people take advantage of that. Um, so which one's see, that? The self-employment benefit, I think. It's one of the, if you have an EI attachment, um, and, and qualify, then there's, um, there's options for the funding that you can receive that while operating the business. Okay. Um, it's, we don't administer it. It's, it's done mm-hmm. through the CPDC. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are part of the process when somebody comes in and says, well, I'm looking at, you know, starting a business or, yeah. or why not. So right. We're, we're part of that process. Yeah. I think that's really, that's an interesting program. And I think an extremely beneficial program for people yes. to start something. Yeah. There's a lot of talent in Cumberland County, a lot of people with good ideas and hard workers. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I, I assume you have a huge long list and we'll leave it at, uh, cause I want to shift to like, if there's new stuff you're doing right now, but, and we'll go over how do people can get in contact with you sort of closer to the end. 
Um, but with moving forward, like with coming out of coronavirus and COVID, are there any new programs or new uh, offerings through your office? I don't think there are new programs. Uh, they're not emanating from our office. Um, but I, I think that as things progress and, uh, you know, more business reopen uh, yeah. or consider what their options are, um, that, you know, a start program, for example, there may be more businesses that maybe, um, you know, given the circumstances, consider that mm-hmm. and say, well, you know, it's going to be difficult or, um, you know, I can use the subsidy, uh, mm-hmm. that's going to help me out. I think there'll be more people that examine those options. Okay. And one of the best resources right now, and, and I know that um, Sue McIsaac had mentioned it uh, in relation to the Business Connector, yeah. um, is the information. There is a tremendous amount of information, just absolutely tremendous, that's been put out there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it would be an overstatement to say that it's overwhelming. Oh, yes. Uh, whether yeah. it's a provincial program or a federal program. Well, there was $250 million announced. I mean, we're recording this May 27th. The province announced $250 million yesterday. Yeah. On top of everything else, you know, so yeah, it's overwhelming. Well, and even, you know, even for for us people who are in the business, um, it is a lot to take in. Uh, There are changes constantly. Yeah. But the best thing I can say, Andrew, for people um, is have them connect with our office. Okay. Um, or if it's not our office specifically, if, if they're, if they have a relationship with the CBDC, uh, or if they, they know the chamber or the business connector, um, yeah. or if they're working with their accounting firm, yeah. um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and ask the question. Mm-hmm. If that individual doesn't give you the right answer, they're certainly going to look, uh, for somebody who can mm-hmm. and try to point you in the right direction. Uh, I, I know that it's really hard out there with the programs and the online component for some yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, but they are trying to help. And uh, in all of us are community-based resources. So if I don't know something, I'm going to admit that. I'm going to say, listen, you know, give me a little bit of time. I'm going to try to find the right person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to work with our partners and networks to try to find that information for you. So, Yeah, that's perfect. So I think this is, uh, I think we've covered a lot of programs, a lot of things right now. And I don't want to take up a whole lot more of your time. I think this is a sort of great spot for us to uh, kind of start to wrap up. So I guess two things I've got is two final questions is what's the best way. Um, well, I, I should say I have three questions, but first I'll start with what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Absolute best way. Uh, email. Okay. Um, it's, it's the, the easiest way. Uh, uh, it's just, my name, Brent.noyles uh, at Kansa.ca. Okay. Um, it's absolutely the easiest way. Um, we're still checking our voicemail. Um, so the people can still call the our office number and dial my extension. Yeah. And that's... What, uh, yeah, what is your office number? Yeah, no problem. Uh, the number is uh, 902-661-1509. So 661-1509? Yeah, and I'm extension 227. Two two seven, perfect. And then, and I, go ahead. I, I'm doing my very best to check that frequently. So even yeah. though I'm not working in the office, and so that was going to be my next question: is how are you as an organization delivering your services now? Like we're having the conversation right now. Uh, we're doing that on the telephone, Zoom. Um, and as the uh, the province rolls out the plan for 
uh, businesses and offices to open back up. Um, I think that uh, the in-person service will, will it'll be there. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly how that's going to look. Um, I don't think anybody knows exactly how it's going to look for, for any of our industries, but uh, yeah. it, it's going to be different. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're asking for people's, uh, for patients. Um, but we're, we're certainly still there. And, and I think that, um, I think the online portion of it is working well for people, um, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So. Make it some challenges, but overall sounds like a good one. So we've got best way to reach you brent.noyles at cancer.ca. I'll include that in the notes or by phone 902-661. 1509 extension 227. So I guess Brent, uh, we'll just leave it open for the end thing. Is there anything else you'd like to share with people before we sort of wrap up? Uh, uh, not really. I made extra notes here of uh, how many people come to the office uh, in the run of a year, um, you know, and stuff like that is important, but uh, I, I just appreciate the opportunity, Andrew, to, to be here today. And I, uh, I appreciate what you're doing. Oh. Um you know, the, the, the media side of it and getting the word out there. Yeah. It is important. It is important to have a local voice, uh, and to be part of that. And I really encourage both people. If you're looking for a job, um, we've all been there before. We know how difficult it is. Um, I've been there personally, staff in our office have been there personally. We know it's hard. Um, and that's what we're here for. So, you know, please reach out. Um, we're, we're there for that to help you and the businesses. Again, I know it's, difficult if you know you're running off your feet and you're doing payroll and you've got the yeah. shovel in your hand and you know the the uh, quickbooks open and all that kind of stuff at the same time i know it's really hard but uh please remember that there's there's resource through our office there's resource through the community um and everybody that i work with and you know in this business whether it's economic development folks from the town or the county or our other counterparts they're all great people they're all very down to earth. They're mobile. They're going to do what they can to help. So please, I want people to know that. Yeah, that's perfect. I, that that was my takeaway from the whole conversation too. So like I said, thank you very much, Brent, for coming on. I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll be able to meet up the road or down the street sometime when we can get back together in person. So yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Brent. I'm glad you were able okay. to make it on. Thank you very much. So again, one... Thank you to Brent for coming on and sharing how he and everybody else over at Kansa can help out business owners and people who may need help or are looking for jobs. Uh, you can reach Brent at brent.noyles at cansa.ca. He'll be able to update you on the current programs and options and things that are out there. Once again, thank you for listening. I appreciate you spending time and enjoying and sharing these episodes. And if you could log on and leave a rating and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, that really helps me out. It doesn't cost you a thing, but it helps me out and maybe other people will find uh, the podcast and enjoy these stories too. So again, I'll be back next week. I hope you all enjoy more of our summer. Take care, everybody.